to a toast to rom-coms with Allison and Marie. Hello, guys. We are, well, I am super excited to get into our movie today. So pumped. This is, is this 46 or 45? I can't even remember. It's 46. 46? It's 46. It's the fifth one. It's the fifth one. Doesn't that make it 45? 50... 49, 48, 47, 46. All right. That's number five. This is our fifth one. I have trouble counting, apparently. Um, I was really beginning to doubt myself there, too. (laughs) Hey, it's not a math podcast, guys. You want to judge us? Go ahead. We do it to you. True. So uh, today we are on Bridget Jones's diary. Love it. Oh, as soon as I pressed stop at the end of the movie, I was like, I could just watch it again. Me too. It is fan-fucking-tastic. The best. Love this movie. Really stands the test of time. Um, and to go with that, we found a great drink to go along with it today. Um, out of the book Tequila Mockingbird. That was a Christmas present. Yes. From me. Allison gave me that for Christmas. No, for my birthday a year or two ago. Before it is, so two years ago. Okay. Um, And it is called a Bridget Jones's Daiquiri. Get it? Instead of diary. Oh, I didn't actually realize that. (laughs) A Bridget Jones's Daiquiri. So Allison's going to take a drink first. Why? So we don't have an awkward pause where we're both smacking our lips. Oh, I think we should try it together. I think it makes more fun. All right. On the count of three. Cheers. Dose. Trace. Oh, that's delightful. It's very light. So the difference between a Bridget Jones's daiquiri and a regular daiquiri is the daiquiri is not made with rum. It's made with champagne instead. I love champagne. I do, too. I didn't used to. Yeah. But I do now, especially when it's mixed with other things. Um, so it's a little bit, to me, I think it's a little tangier well, than it a has, regular daiquiri. It has um, a half ounce of lemon juice in it. Oh, okay. So that's where that tang comes from. Yeah. Uh, it's a little light on the champagne. It's only supposed to be like an mm-hmm. ounce and a half. I think we kicked it up a little bit. We did. And I think my husband's going to kick it up even more for the next one. But we have a surprise before we get to our next drink. So I'm super excited about that, you know, before yeah. we have our second drink. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll yeah. get into that later. Yep. Um, are you going to start us off with the summary? It's a lot of pressure. You talk about how you don't like to do the summary, but you're going to do it. I do the summary every single time, and I'm literally the worst at summarizing movies. But it's fine. I'm going to summarize it. I, I actually, I think that's why I like you summarizing, <laughs> because you're so bad at it. Okay, so Bridget Jones' Diary, it's just a tale of a spinster, a tragic spinster, as she calls herself, um, looking for love, looking for someone to complete her, and it's just basically a tale of a single woman in her 30s, dating, work, and um failing miserably at everything yeah i didn't want to go there but that's basically my summary did she, I miss- does, she does fail she does fail everything um 
No, I think I think that's good for now. It's not a complete summary, but we go way in depth. Yeah. So. But that's the basis. Yeah, that's the basis of it. Single female looking for love. Uh, it starts. She's very awkward. <laughs> She's as good at public speaking as I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, starring Renee Zellweger, um, Hugh Grant, Colin Firth, and uh, we have the same. I mean, we introduced these people for Bridget Jones's baby. It's it's the same yeah. cast: Gemma Jones, except for Jim Broadbent, yeah, except for Hugh Grant. Yeah. Um, and this guy was made in two thousand and one, directed by Sharon McGuire, I believe, mm-hmm. and written by the screenplay was written by Helen Fielding and Sharon McGuire. Yeah. Again. Yep. Um. So. One of the, actually, the only romantic comedy trilogy to go to movies. That's right, Marie. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Great movie. I've watched this movie 20 to 30 times. It, it's great. There are, but every time you watch it, like, I pulled, I pulled out more things from this watching. I don't know if it's because I was watching with a purpose instead yeah. of watching. Yeah. But I had, like, a little contest with myself to see which character was the worst. Because every time, like, one character, I thought, this guy's the worst. And then I was like, no, this person's the worst. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to hear about that. Well, we can start that (laughs) off right away. Um, This isn't going into our first characteristic of um, believability yet, but I just wanted to talk about my first impression of the movie and I loved how it jumped right into the story like for a second I was like wait a minute did I start 10 minutes in because she's on her way into her mom's right but it just jumps right in and it, it grabs you right away and I love that because it's it's hard to one of the reasons why I'm hesitant to watch a new movie is because it's hard to get into it it's hard to get sucked into a movie right away I think startups normally like a little slow especially if it's something that ends up having um, a sequel or sequels because so much of it is backstory, but mm-hmm. you didn't have this then. No. Yeah. I mean, you opened up on Bridget Jones going to her mother's turkey curry buffet. Turkey curry sounds awful. It sounds horrendous. Turkey it, and curry don't sound like they should go together. I'm, I'm not a curry person, personally. I like curry and it doesn't seem like they should go together. <laughs> okay. And... and just the opening scene, really, where she starts her conversation with her mother, and I did, I, her mother makes a derogatory remark about the Japanese. Cruel race? Where did that come from? They bring that up four more times. Yes. And then, and she talks about Bridget's clothing, which, in a a bad manner, and that outfit wasn't bad that she was wearing. And I started right off, I was like... Man, her mom's the worst. She just oh, starts yeah. right in on her. Mm-hmm. But then we went to Uncle Jeffrey. I think Uncle Jeffrey is worse than the mom. Yes, Uncle Jeffrey, she does state in there that he is actually not her uncle. Not related. He is just some creepy old guy who likes to squeeze her ass. So weird. It is weird. And he asks about her love life. I said, I said, no one is going to ask about your love life. Like, why does the conversation first start off with, how's your love life? Like, no, it's not a thing. I never, I got married later on than 
a lot of people. And I never got someone asking me about my love life. I think ever. One time somebody asked me about my love life. Was it a relative? Yeah. I just strange. But I read about it on the internet, like really? ways to deal with your relatives asking about your love life. I'm like, does this really happen? That played into my believability factor. Um at the start of okay. the movie, I was like, do people really ask about your love life in that manner and then make sympathetic noises? Like, you're not enough without a significant other. Yeah. Even if you have a career, you're living on your own in London, mm-hmm. which wouldn't be easy to do being expensive. Right. They're, all they're concerned about is your love life. So with that, why don't we jump right into believability? Because that is one of my number one things. Because, like, I find this movie generally to be believable. There's aspects that are believable Mm -hmm. to it, of course. But at the beginning, they say, you know, she's 32 years old. She's single. And then everybody's acting like she's on death's door. Like, time's running out. The maternal clock, it's got to get running. I'm like, she's 32. It's fine. And and being that this was 2001, it's not like this is in the 50s where that would have been more socially unacceptable. right. I completely agree with you. They acted like the married, having children part was all that there was. Uh, Like the dinner with the married couples really, really bothered me. Okay. One of my other worst people. (laughs) One of my other worst people was that curly-headed fuck. Cosmo. Is that what his name was? His name was Cosmo. I just called him the curly-headed fuck. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like about right. Um, Asking her about, or saying, Time's running running out, old girl. Tick-tock. I was like, this guy is an asshole. I wrote exactly, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. So he was my other worst person because he's a peer, they're friends, and he's making her feel like shit that she hasn't found someone compatible with her. What the fuck is his deal? So weird. So weird. I don't know. I was genuinely offended. I don't think I've seen this movie all the way through in a really long time. Uh And, you know, now that I'm older, I'm approaching that tragic spinster age. I'm married. I'm not a spinster. But being an older woman and listening to these people gang up on Bridget made me very angry. Yeah. Uh, And I have many unmarried friends. Okay, that's a lie. I don't have any unmarried friends. You don't have many friends. Correct. I don't have (laughs) many friends. But of the eight to ten friends that I do have, I have several. I have like 30% that are over 30 unmarried. Yeah. And I don't think anything about it. Perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So that that really played into my unbelievability. Me too. Um, Another unbelievable kind of playing into the rom-com aspect. Did you notice when they were at Daniel Cleaver's house, Daniel Cleaver being Hugh Grant, how huge that place was? I did. Is he the... He's not even the boss. Like, he's not the head of the publishing company. He's not the head of the publishing company. He is at least two steps down from being the head because yeah. Mr. Tits Pervert is I, yeah. his boss. Those stares at her boobs are just so painfully obvious, by the way. Does that happen? 
I I don't know. I hope not, but probably. Okay. But how big Daniel Cleaver's house I thought was yeah. unbelievable. It yeah. was purely for the dramatic, like, aerial sex scene and, like, all that kind of... Like, you, I mean, it wasn't an overt sex scene where it was real raunchy or anything, but you saw them from above. Um, and then the dramatic, like, go into his bedroom and see the naked girl in the yeah. bathroom. I felt like that was the whole reason for how huge of a place mm-hmm. that was. And I, I actually didn't think that she would have been able to afford her place, which was quite nice. I thought it was really cute. With a fireplace. Mm-hmm. Um, Big deal. Yeah. Uh, in London. Maybe it's rent controlled. I, I don't know. I don't know how London works. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought that how, like, I don't want to use the word extravagant, but how. No, it was. Well, his, his walls were lined with bookshelves and books. Like, they were all filled. It was gorgeous and all white and bit. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about that until now, actually. And they weren't, like paperback like crappy books like they were like first edition yes signed by Shakespeare himself (laughs) yeah yeah I and even how big the company was I don't know how big publishing companies are but it just seemed like they're in an elevator going on multiple floors I didn't and all the employees I I don't know I just didn't see it being that big of a place I was it unbelievable that I'm almost done with this it goes down so easy it does not Heavy on the alcohol. Mm-mm. The strawberry kind of keeps sliding towards my face. We have a strawberry garnish, and it's a little dangerous. Yes, people. A strawberry garnish. We fancy. We fancy. Yeah. So I thought, but like you said, for the most part, I thought this was a relatively mm-hmm. believable movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I had trouble accepting, and this kind of plays into the obstacles, like... The two main characters have obstacles in a romantic comedy to Mm -hmm. being together. Mm -hmm. So I thought part of my unbelievability or believability factors played into the obstacles of why in the end do Mark Darcy and Bridget Jones end up together? They're actually kind of terrible to each other a lot of the time. But I think that's like, I think it's whenever you're little kids and you like somebody and you kind of pick on them. I don't see that at the turkey curry buffet, though. No, but he apologized for that. He did apologize for that. And I will have you know, he called her many rude things. Yeah, verbal um, diary. Or what did he say? Verbally incontinent. Yes. Drinks like a fish. Dresses like her mother. And does he say swears like a sailor? or Something like that. I just wrote down verbal incontinence because I thought it was funny. I I said I thought if someone told me or someone told someone else in my hearing that I was verbally incontinent, I would probably cry. Especially if I was unmarried and it was a romantic prospect. Like no one she already knew she was being awkward. She yeah. commented on that. And for someone to say that at your parents' house when they don't check to see that you're there, it's bad. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just want to rush to defend Mark Darcy. That, but he didn't help the situation. Like, she had diarrhea of the mouth because he wasn't saying anything in that first meeting. And so she was overcompensating by talking more. She was uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, just like when she was giving her speech. Yeah. <laughs> 
and and the microphone wasn't on. She was she was awkward and embarrassed, and she made it worse. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, Daniel lies to her and says that he slept, or I'm sorry, Mark Darcy slept with Daniel's fiance. Uh-huh. So the fiance left Daniel, when in reality it was flip flopped. So that was the big obstacle, though. That that was a big that was a big obstacle. Mm-hmm. But go back to that. But then she makes all kind of comments to Mark Darcy about how bad of a person he is because she doesn't realize the truth, and it kind of just goes away. Well, it went away after he chased after her at the married couple dinner. That's not when she found out the truth. No, I know, but that's whenever he started being nice to her. Oh, oh. Oh, you're talking about the truth. I'm talking about, uh, yeah, I'm talking about the truth. sorry. I thought we were still on Mark Darcy being mean. No, I'm on Bridget being mean to Mark Darcy because of Daniel's lie. Okay. Because that doesn't go away until Darcy's parents' wedding anniversary. She even brings it up at the fight and how he's acting like yeah. a lunatic or something. Well, I mean, if you don't know the whole truth, that's how it would seem, I think. I, yeah, but it, but they automatically <clears throat> forgive each other. You don't think that's weird? Like, you would... No. You'd be okay with that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think so. I never really thought about that. I th- I don't I don't know. I hate to say that you're reading into it, but you might be reading into it. Okay. Maybe it would come up later in like a fight. Like 6 months after dating and you're in your first fight. Well, remember whenever we met and you were really mean to me and all this happened and then the guy gets yeah. mad because you're bringing up stuff that happened like 6 months ago. Yeah. Or a year ago. So, <laughs> now back to rewinds. That is the huge obstacle to yes. Bridget and Mark being together. Yes. It plays into Bridget and Daniel being together, which I'm sorry, like, I kind of liked her and Daniel together at first. Like, I know he lied, but when he enters in the ele- from the elevator and the elevator doors open and he starts emailing her about the skirt and like the when shirt. they first introduce yeah, him it's really cute and i like it the more times i watch it the more i'm like Ugh, because he is a fuck boy he is but when i rewatch it he's very upfront about being all about him oh i had a very opposite reaction than you like the more you watch it the more you're okay with him no the more you watch it the more you see that Daniel's very upfront about the relationship and Bridget's pushing him. I feel like she pushed him once. I I think she pushed him more than once. There was when they were in bed before her mother calls the wanton sex goddess with a very bad man between her thighs. And she's saying, do you think people are going to know it? notice us working together, sleeping together? And he said, it's been two days. They slept together on Tuesday, and it was Thursday. And she was asking about their relationship. Yeah, I guess. And then on the mini vacay. That was like six weeks later, six weeks later though. It was later. I feel like six weeks is a long time, and it's okay to be asking relationship questions at the time. 
You think it's okay to ask someone if they love you. And no. not just... Because that's what she was doing. I know, but... She was being needy, and I feel like many men would have seen that as a red flag. I guess. I agree with you, but I don't want to, because I want to hate Daniel. I I mean, he's an asshole. There's he no, is. He's an asshole, especially... Uh, when he says, if I can't make it with you, I can't oh, make it with anyone. That drove me nuts. Yeah, it's just a rude comment. It's so, like, it, it's, it's, um, makes her feel bad about herself. Like, it's gonna make her, it's bringing down her self-worth. Well, because you're admitting you're settling to the person yeah. you want to settle with. Yeah. Like, that, it, no. And... I don't know if we should be getting to this because I feel like this is more likability territory. Okay. But whenever... Okay, ah, there's so many things I want to talk about, but I'm trying to stay with like our segments of like okay. whatever. So, but, so I was hung up on the believability of Bridget and Mark actually getting together. No, I'm not. After no. they kind of treated each other poorly. Uh-uh. And I kind of see, I kind of see both sides of the spectrum here. Like, was she writing about him in this negative manner and speaking about him in this negative manner? Because she did genuinely like him, but yeah. thought that he was unattainable. Yeah. So she was just taking him down in her mind. Yeah. Because she didn't want to get upset when they couldn't get together. That's what I think. And I think... He liked her all along because she was somebody that was so different from whatever he was used to. Well, he was used to Natasha. And she was a bitch. She's, she was the worst. I, I don't know if she was the worst, but she's the worst. She's the worst. She looked worse in every scene. I hate it whenever she's like, snapping oh, at she him. snapped at I him. know. What an asshole. I know. Like, she, she has snapped at people. She's so rude. She's very rude. Like... When they first get introduced at the launch party, and Bridget, which I thought was actually quite well done, like she's introducing people with thoughtful details, like her yeah. friends and yes. Justin, and yeah. Darcy says, this is Bridget Jones, she works at Pemberley or whatever, and she used to run around naked in my paddling pool, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of a dick move on his part. But it was really funny. It was funny, <laughs> but it was a dick move. And Natasha goes, oh, how odd. Yes. Whatever. I'm trying to see if I have any notes about Natasha, because I definitely wrote down a quote from her, but I can't find it at the moment. Oh, I'll give you a quote from her. Okay. I'll give you a quote. At the Tarts and Vicar party, Tarts and Vicars, Mm -hmm. which, one, I can see how this party would be fun. I do too, but not with your family. Not with your family. You're going to dress like whores in front of, like, your dad and aunts and uncles, and you want to see all those old women dressed like... Uncle Jeffrey. Uncle Fucking Jeffrey. Didn't oh. tell her on purpose. Yes. On purpose. Oh, so bad. Um, so she says, after she sees Bridget Jones, and I didn't know if she said this where Bridget could hear or not, maybe you'll know. She goes, isn't it odd what some men find attractive? Yes. I think she did hear it. And I wanted to punch her in her smarby fucking face. Yeah. She's a total bitch. Meanwhile, you are over tan. 
you have bad hair, and you dress like you're 60 years old. Whatever she wore to that party, she looked like a little boy. What was it? Khakis, a button-down, and like a a stewardess scarf, like it was (laughs) kind of tied. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. She's terrible. She is terrible. She has no sense of humor. She has no sense of fun. And Mark needs somebody with a sense of humor and a sense of fun. Because he lacks that he's at stiff. times. He's very stiff and he's all about the job. Whenever they were on their mini vacay and they were in the um, pond or yeah. lake or whatever yeah. it was, it seemed like Darcy was really looking wistfully at them having fun. I thought so too. Like he would want to be a part yeah. of that. Yeah. And you can see why in college him and Daniel would have gone well together because Daniel would have made sure that Mark had fun. True. Yeah, that's a really good point. Until he fucked his wife while Darcy was at work, and she left him. Tough stuff for Darcy. It's a cruel race. I liked all of Daniel's nicknames for Darcy. R.C. Darcy. R.C. Darcy. (laughs) Mark Wanka Darcy. (laughs) That's my British accent. Do you like it? It Mark Wanka Darcy. It was terrible. (laughs) It might be the worst I've ever heard. Uh, debatable. But one thing that I found unbelievable, and I think we should get our oh, surprise. No, I'm not ready yet. What? I'm That's not what ready I find unbelievable. I want to, well, I have something unbelievable that happened before that. <sighs> Fine. Okay. Once Bridget finds Lara in Daniel's bathroom, she walks home in that bunny yes! outfit. Yes. In the bunny outfit. Yes! Coat wide open. Fish that's boobs hanging out with the ears, with the ears on, and the bow tie. I wrote down as like, please take the bunny ears off <sighs> and close your trench coat. Yes, in London, walking home the whole time, or get a cab. Yeah, get agreed, a agreed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So talk about it. What did you find unbelievable? I found unbelievable the fight scene. The fight scene is one of, like, the best parts of any movie I've ever seen. It's a fantastic fight. And my husband was watching it, and he's like, is this seriously a fight happening right now? And I said, but I really see this as a fight between two professional men. Because they don't know what the hell they're doing. And he goes, I wouldn't fight like that. I said, because I don't see you as a professional man. (laughs) Cody, fart. My husband was very into this movie and he was really was it his first time it was his first time seeing this because at the beginning of the movie i started it i wanted to watch it in bed because i was lazy so i started watching in bed and he's like i'm gonna go downstairs and watch some car thing (laughs) Um, that's what my husband sounds like uh and then he ended up like at first he was just like sitting looking on his phone but then like pretending to look on his phone and watching the movie and then the phone was fully away and like he was laughing at everything in the fight scene he was laughing audibly the entire time he really liked this movie i was cracking up how like darcy goes to kick daniel and daniel like scooches away yes the kicking the kicking it was great but i was like Man, he really nailed him with the first two punches. He would have been on the ground. He got, Darcy got four solid punches in. Like, he kicked his ass. He, he did. And, I mean, would that happen? Okay. It's unbelievable that it happened. But, 
I, we, let's talk about what we're doing. Okay. So, the fight moved from the street into a Greek restaurant where they were celebrating someone's Remember birthday. I what's his name. Happy birthday. I laughed so hard at that. Yes. So, in honor of the fight at the Greek restaurant, where they go through the plate glass window, unbelievable, yes. Yes. Uh, we're unbelievable that they went in the restaurant, period. Unbelievable, but yes, and then didn't have the police called on them when they damaged <laughs> property and everybody's meals. We are going to be doing a shot of ouzo, which is a Greek liquor liqueur. Anise. It's anise, so it's like black licorice What's it smell like? The black licorice. Oh, wow, that is for realsies. Yeah, you know I don't like black licorice. I don't like black licorice either, but I thought this was a fun idea. So are we going to do a shot of ouzo every single time we mention the fight? Because I think that would be a... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she just spilled all over herself in her notebook. Oh. And then, yeah. Do you want me to pour? You poured the first one so well. I d- Oh, <laughs> don't edit this out. I don't, I don't care. We can do more than one shot. Okay. I, well, we got an entire freaking bottle, but it was on sale. It was, yeah. So we got Uzo by Metoxa. Sponsor us. Um, and I'm now wiping the bottle on my pants, so I will smell like black licorice. Uh, where's the, the entire? Oh, there's the cap. You put it on top of the microphone thing. Okay. So. Our first shot of Uzo. Hoppa. Hoppa. Oh. <laughs> it's not overwhelmingly alcoholy, but the black licorice is really strong, and I don't have any of my other drink to chase it down. I disagree. I think that is very strong. Oh. <sighs> it is very black licorice and it is very warm, and... It's really burny. It's very burny. Oh, wow. That's a heavy liqueur. That's 40% alcohol. That's like a <laughs> shot of vodka. All right. So every time we bring up the fight, guys, <laughs> it really warms your cockles. <laughs> Sorry, I said, I, said, I said the metal thing on the metal thing, and it made a sound. That's all right. So it was, that, that was unbelievable. Um, was that another obstacle to Mark and Bridget being together? Because the they, fight? Yeah, they were getting together beforehand because he came over and helped her make dinner after he granted an um, interview, which was super sweet. It was very sweet. And him helping her cook was very sweet, too. Yes, him helping her cook. Like, you saw him, like, unwind yeah. a little bit. And they replay... Yeah. I, I think it was the first time I realized that when they were doing the gravy, they were replaying the scene from the mother's buffet. Oh, Did you? no, I didn't pick up on that. So when they're at the, when her mom's. Oh, yes, 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 them, yes. With the hors d'oeuvres and stuff. Yes. And she says the mini gherkins. Yeah. And then her friend Una comes in and says, we need to sieve the gravy. And the mom says, no, you don't have to sieve it. Just stir it. And then Darcy's like, just stir it, Una. Yeah, it was it was a really cute moment. I didn't pick up on that part. That's so yeah. sweet. It made it made the meat cute in the beginning, which was not not cute. a meat cute. Yeah, yeah, which was really harsh into a meat cute because they turned it into something warm and sweet that they could share together. Yeah, 
That's nice. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Hmm. Yeah, I, re- I really got into I even watched the deleted scenes because I own it on DVD. Oh. Yeah. It was on HBO, so I watched it. There HBO. was... I'm trying to think. Okay, we can talk about this when we get to chemistry. There was one scene that I felt was... There were two that I felt were kind of important and would have been good to see in the movie because it affected how the relationships were. I think we're getting second drink now. Can you hear something? No, maybe it's just walking. I really want second drink. Okay. So... (laughs) Um, obstacle, it's really, it's really Bridget and Daniel's relationship because Daniel lies to Bridget about. Mm. Yes, it was second drink. Second drink! We crushed these. Yo. We're gonna be crushed. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get, wait, 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 wait. We're gonna get topped off. We're getting a champagne topper right now. Can we keep it? I was gonna dump the rest of it and make more drink. Okay. This. Sounds good. And then I'll bring the champagne bottle up. Oh no, no we I don't need just, it. We're good. Yeah, I Drinking just wanted drinks. to ensure that the drink more drink. I'm gonna I'm gonna make another giant thing of it. Cool. Thank you. I really like it with the champagne poured on top. There's a lot of champagne in <laughs> Yes. Oh you can really taste the champagne in that. But one. I like it because the other one just tasted like kind of strawberry. Like it was very light. Mm-hmm. I like it. So uh to get back to it. They overcome the obstacle when Bridget learns that Mark, her mom actually spills the story, Mm -hmm. that Mark's wife left him for his best friend at college, not the other way around, and Bridget kind of pieces it together, goes and chases after Mark at their Ruby wedding anniversary. What the fuck is that? I don't know what the fuck that is or how many years that is, but it's a long time um, and she kind of confesses everything, and then they learn that Mark accepted a job in New York, so mm-hmm. he was going to leave, and that it was alluded to that him and Natasha were going to get engaged. Do you think that Mark had any idea of that, or do you think... No. You don't think so? No. I didn't even realize, like, they didn't seem to be date. like, they seemed very cold together. Well, even at the launch party, which was, like you said, like, six weeks or I don't know. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Launch party was, like, the first time that they Yeah. Got this plays over a year. Yeah. So somewhere in the year, they weren't together at all except for work. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the Ruby wedding anniversary, she implies that they're going to be engaged shortly. That's weird. It is weird, and I think she was trying to force herself yes. onto him. Yes. And, because she's like, oh, I begged him not to say anything. Ugh. Lady, you're the fucking worst. The Go worst. tan. <laughs> so, I was, and then, you know, everything happens after that. But, that's how the obstacles overcome. Yes. Um, there's one more unbelievable thing that I want to mention. Go. Panty run. 
Oh my gosh. How could you forget that? I don't know. I was laughing the entire time because it is so unbelievable and you don't think that anyone's going to do that for, for some reason. Like, she just pulls it off. I love, like, my husband, whenever he was watching it, he's like, she just ran out with nothing on. And then she came back in and he's like, okay, she's going to put something on. And I'm like, just you wait. And she grabs her tennis shoes and a cardigan. Yeah. And he's like, what is happening? My husband goes, is she just wearing panties? I'm like, yeah. He goes, no one would ever do that. <laughs> that, was, that was the end of the conversation. That seems like a very appropriate like, yeah. conversation, actually, for you guys. Yeah. But it's such a very, like, sweet, endearing moment. It's like she's really bearing herself. Like, no pun intended, actually, but, like, she's making herself vulnerable for him. She is, and he, like, didn't even need that, and I think that's what makes the moment, because it turns out that he was spying her another diary, and that he had fully intended to come back, Mm -hmm. and I, I just, like, in my head, I was like, she's like, I'll be right back, everybody, I was like, just fucking kiss him. I know. Your panties don't matter. You saw it with Daniel. I know. Which I thought was weird. He called her mommy when she, he it saw the panties. so weird. I also thought it was weird that she was wearing the granny panties over her tights. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. Yeah, it really bothered me. You know why? There's a reason. Why? Because sometimes you can see the seam of the pantyhose if it goes on so it matters I've worn those once you remember oh, to I've, dance. I've worn them too and I was I, disapp- I don't think they work as well as they should because I want my belly button hole to be covered up and you can still see yep. the indent of yeah. my belly button so yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed in Spanx that's what I used to staunch my nosebleed that night that is. <laughs> and I wore them again <laughs> after that. You were like, I don't want those back. And then I washed them and I wore them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very uncomfortable. They are. Um, there was a foreshadowing with the whole pants thing. I don't know if you picked up on that. Whenever uh, her friends come to pick her up for the surprise weekend to Paris, mm-hmm. Shazza, Shazzer? Or Shazzer. Shazzer. Okay. Shazzer says... Grab your pants, grab your key or whatever. But she says, don't forget your pants. Oh. And then Mark Darcy shows up. Did you know? I did not pick up on that at all. She names like three things that she doesn't want Bridget to forget. And one of them was pants. So I'm gonna passport pants and something else. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity to segue into chemistry. Okay. Because part of the chemistry is Bridget's chemistry with her friends. It's been 38 minutes and we've just done believability. I know we spend way too much time on believability and obstacles. Also, this is probably like a really big movie. Like I don't know, it's a really good movie. We both love this movie. Yeah, and, and we use the believability to summarize a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. The friends, I have really mixed feelings about, because I think that they also, they snitch on her a lot. I don't like Jude. The moaning Myrtle. Why? She's a bitch. I don't know. I just feel like she doesn't support Bridge. Like, whenever the whole just as you are thing happened and she was telling him about it, she's like, not slightly clever with slightly bigger breasts or thinner or 
slightly smaller nose. I'm like, you're just dissing your friend right now. I didn't look at that like that. I looked at that as if those are things guys have told her. Okay. And that she was surprised that there wasn't a qualifier for anybody else. Okay. Because she has, judging by the bathroom scene where she calls Bridget with the FR Levis whole thing. Yes, that was so funny. It was so funny. Um, She doesn't seem to have the best relationship with men. Yeah. Okay. Um, But, like, when... I can't remember his fucking name right now. Tom. Tom gives the toast... To Bridget at the birthday says who we love just as she is mm-hmm. and he tells on her for telling them no I liked it I thought it was sweet I, and then like I thought they were being assholes waiting for her in the car so I think they talk well and I think they are very old friends but I don't know sometimes I think they're not as nice as they should be I didn't get that impression but maybe that's because my friends are it's tough love it's a tough love bunch Maybe that's because you have friends. <laughs> Who are our only listeners. Yes. Who are our only listeners. <laughs> I was going to make a joke at the beginning of this, like, oh, anybody from London, let us know how this actually works. But I'm like, no, we would never, ever. Well, I do have a question for the people in London that I meant to look up, uh-huh. but I, I forgot. And maybe this is just people in England in general. Why were Bridget and her father wearing paper crowns on Christmas? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was weird to me, too. It seemed like a New Year's thing. Was it New Year's? I thought it was Christmas. No, no, no. It seemed like it would have been a New Year's thing. Yeah. So like I didn't understand the, like, the, the, paper, the paper crowns. So. I didn't either. So. Mm-mm. Sweetest. That's host of rom-coms. At Twitter. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? At Twitter? That's no. I'm, I'm sure. It's at a toaster on comms. At Twitter? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, who had, I know what you're going to say. Who had better chemistry, Bridget and Daniel or Bridget and Mark? No, I said it was really hard, actually. It was, a, like, they both, ha- both people had really good chemistry. Um, but, obviously, you root for Bridget and Mark after you find out that his wife was taken by Daniel. Well, I mean, you were for Bridget and Mark once you realized that Lara was in the bathroom. Yeah. Because you don't want her together with Daniel. Um, there was a scene, a deleted, one of the deleted scenes was Bridget and Daniel always watching sports together because he always loved watching sports. So they never did anything but watch sports together, and he would always have one of his hands underneath her shirt on her boob. That's very funny. Yeah. But it was like there was this whole montage of them watching pool, watching darts, watching soccer, and she was like, can't we do anything else but watch sports? And he's like, sports are important to me. So I thought that that scene was interesting because it played into, like, not so much chemistry. Yeah. Together, because they were on different sides. Their woody banter was great, although sexual harassment, and not great at the workplace. 
No, it wasn't. Um, and I thought that because of all that sexual harassment and sleeping together, mm-hmm. that when she decided to leave, he would not have made that big no. of a deal about it. Because, no, I agree. Yeah, he would have just been like, okay, cool. They would so, have yeah. had to sign consent forms and yeah. shit at work that they were dating, whatever. It would have been a really big scandal. But I, I did get... Maybe, like I said, I think it's because I'm older and I'm watching this movie, but whenever they're emailing back and forth, yes, it's really cute, but whenever he says, P.S., like your tits in that shirt, I was like, ugh, they don't even know each other. That's inappropriate. I think, yeah, I think so, and I think she was so desperate for a guy at that point that she (laughs) was And that was like her dream dude. Yeah. Even though she admitted to herself in her first diary entry that he was... No good. He was not good. Fuck boy. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that they had good chemistry. I love the pond sand. That was very funny. Oh, so cute. Yeah, it is. Um, and their, their dinner together where he tries to make her feel better. I like as well. Um, Oh yes. Yeah. I love the sex scene. I thought it was funny even though he was a little creepy when he said, Oh mommy. (laughs) But it was, it was still cute. I thought it was really funny how, like how, fast they got to them having sex like it really was probably like 20 to 30 no not even it was probably like 20 minutes in the movie and they're already like sleeping together well i mean if he got her on the night when she was feeling very self-conscious and down about herself wouldn't want a little pick me out that's true and i i even wrote i think he's really foul with his language and i don't think he's charming i just think he he's one of those people that you don't think he's charming? I think he's very attractive physically, but I don't think he's charming because I think he just subtly insults you to try to, like, get you to like him. He's, like, one oh, of those. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, I could see that. Yeah, it's one of those. So he's, like, bringing you down and, like, sinking his teeth into you, like, once you're down. You know? Yeah, I do know. So that's why, and the more that I watched the movie, I was like, ugh, I, I'm done. I don't, I don't want him to be in the picture at all. Wow, that's crazy. I was like opposite. That's, yeah, that's weird. Because I, I kind of blame Bridget for the failure of that relationship. Oh, no. Because she was pushing him, no. even though I am aware he's a total douche. I'm aware that it wasn't her fault, but I think that she also went into, I mean, even the whole explanation about Lara, how she's confident and American and young. Oh, no, that was awful. It was horrible. She wasn't that attractive. She was not that attractive. She looked like Natasha. She did. I thought the same thing. I was actually, at first, I was like, is that the same person? And then I looked closer. I was like, no, that's not the same person. Maybe that's why they gave her glasses. So we could differentiate better. Because she had, like, those tiny little glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. And whenever Laura said, I thought you said she was thin. Oh, that was another time where I was like, Lara's the worst. There were, like, four of the worst in here. There really are. In the end, in the end, I think it goes curly-headed fuck, Natasha, Jeffrey, Lara, her mom. I would reverse Jeffrey and Natasha. You think, who's worse, Jeffrey or Natasha? Jeffrey. I I think. forget my order. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you say Lara, Natasha, Jeffrey? I think Lara, Jeffrey, Natasha, and then the same order. Which I already forget to, which is why I didn't say it. 
girl I had to fuck, you're the worst. Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes. You're yes. the worst. Bar none. Yeah. You're the worst. Yes. Yeah. Um, TikTok. Ugh. Time to get sparkled, girl. Like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> um, there was a deleted scene with him in it. I forget what it was. Uh, so Glad they deleted it. Let's switch from Daniel and Bridget to Mark and Bridget. Um, I want to say one more thing about Daniel. Okay. That made me angry. After the fight. Wait. That oh. wasn't, a, it wasn't, like, I really wanted to mention this, so we gotta do this. Alright, another shot, people. We're gonna pour it over Megan again so she spills. It's on her. Oh, fuck. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. We're gonna pour it on Allison. Oh, oh. That one's, you're giving that a really full one to me. Yes. You pour it wrong. You can I pour it back in here? Yes. Oh, that was the perfect pour back in there. <laughs> All right. Were you gonna pour it back? Were you gonna pour some um, of yours? Okay. Yeah. It's equal. Uh, All right. Hoppa. Hoppa. <laughs> so party. I can't decide if it was better or worse the second time, but I'm like salivating a lot, which makes me think, am I gonna puke? It's metaxas. <laughs> okay, so after the fight, Daniel, like the the last punch that Mark gives to Daniel, which is amazing, really good punch. Daniel goes down, and then as soon as he wake up, Bridget goes to his aid. He smiles like this really sleazy kind of smile like it's always been you and me bridge like he's happy about it like that smile just got me well because at that point he thought he had mark beat she went off on him and he left so daniel thought that he beat mark i know again i know but that's what pisses me off Uh and like he was just got his ass kicked. <laughs> that was nice. That was smooth. He just got his ass kicked. He oh, got his ass handed kicked. to him. Hand, yeah, exactly. And he's like has the gall to be smug and smile at the. Isn't that just like British people though? Aren't they smug no. and smarmy? Swar? Is it smarmy or swarmy? <laughs> <laughs> they are not bees around the hive. It's smarmy. S M A R M Y. What does smarmy mean? I don't know what it means. Smug in a smarmy way. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't I don't know enough about their ways. About their people. About their people. I don't know enough about the English. Um <laughs> So Mark and Bridget um go from having no chemistry to chemistry. Like, yes. When they meet at the turkey curry buffet, they do not. Why did I say buffet? We're <laughs> no, no, talking like, about friends, no. like Phoebe buffet. No, that was my British accent. <laughs> I'm gonna say buffet and Bernard instead of Bernard <laughs> and Wanka. Oh, no, Wanka. That's yours. I'm gonna call him a nasty Boston. A bugger. 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 <laughs> Um, so they didn't have any chemistry to having chemistry beginning at the dinner party. But do you don't think they're arguing and like hatred for each other was chemistry? I don't know. I I thought they, I thought they had chemistry at the launch party. Like 
his back and forth, like, you know, she used to play naked in my pad. Yeah, they did have Woody banter, which plays into chemistry. I think they always had chemistry. It just didn't, they, they didn't hit it off. It wasn't a meat cute, as we said. Mm-hmm. I got a burp. Okay. Um, the kiss. Mark and Bridget had a way better kiss than Mark and Daniel. It was, like, passionate. Well, Mark... Mark and Daniel's kiss. Wait, did you just say Mark and Daniel kiss? Bridget and Daniel's kiss was just a kiss to have sex. It yeah. wasn't, like, a kiss because I like you. It's, like, yeah. we're going to kiss because we're going to have sex. Yep. It did, there was no emotion behind right. it. Whereas I thought Mark and Bridget's kiss had emotion mm-hmm. behind it. And it was good. It was a good kiss. And how he wraps his coat oh, around her in the end. Like, he just seems like he's always so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just really do think that was just the worst first impression, and that's not really who he is with the turkey curry buffet. 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 Yeah. I... I... I would have liked to have seen more screen time together for Mark and Bridget. Yeah, me too. For sure. So... Um, I do think that their, their hate to love relationship is something because there is a very thin line between love and hate sometimes. I agree. And that's why whenever maybe he saw her diary, he saw him so frequently in her entries. And I think that that really meant that she liked him. Like she was constantly thinking about him and writing about him. Can we we talk for just a moment? I know, I know we've been talking a lot. About how pickles are gherkins. I love gherkins. There's a difference between pickles and gherkins. So, do you like all the gherkins? I like gherkins better than pickles. I didn't think you like gherkins. I, the sweet gherkins. I don't like sweet gherkins. I don't like sweet pickles. But I like gherkins. So, pickles are bigger than gherkins. Yeah, gherkins are teeny. But she said he acts like he has a giant gherkin thrust up his bum. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this, but Marie just made a giant thrusting motion, like holding the gherkin and thrusting it up. Sticking it up there. <laughs> like a cork. And I just snotted. Um, I, I, I don't know. I thought gherkins were the teeny little pickles that came on the charcuteries. <laughs> you want your fucking charcuterie. I'm going to thrust that up your body. Um, I don't know. So British people, is there a difference between gherkins and pickles? And feel free to make fun of us heating our water in the microwave. I do respond. it. Oh, I do too. Who has time to boil water on a stove? I boil water on a stove for my French press. That's it. Coffee's better than tea, British people. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> um... Moment they fell in love was really tough for me. Dude, I'm not f- fucking finished with chemistry. I'm sorry. You took a drink and I moved on with my life. I want to talk about how su- sweet he is um, while they're cooking, but it's well fine. Well said. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened. You dropped your drink out of your mouth. <laughs> okay. Alright, fine, we can go to chemistry, or the moment they fell in love. They are sweet. We talked about them cooking together. Whatever, it's fine. We'll talk about the moment they fell in love. Yes, I'm fine. Why do you think they fell in love? When they were cooking. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking dick. (laughs) I think they fell in love when they were cooking. You're an asshole. Alright, talk about that, you jerk. (laughs) 
my notes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, go ahead. You found it? No. Okay, it's fine. so good. Can we talk now? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, I don't think Bridget was ever love, in love with Daniel, even though she asked him if he loved her. I, I think, think she liked the idea. Yes, I think she wanted someone to love her so all the assholes around her would stop saying, what about your fucking love life? Um, I don't think she started liking Mark until she found out he liked her. At, after the married couple dinner. The married couple dinner. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's when I think she started liking Mark. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she ever loved him in the movie. No, I think she loved him whenever they started cooking because there's that scene um, whenever her friends come over and they see them cooking and then they stand next to each other and they're like they look like a couple and mm-hmm. they're just having so much fun. I I think that maybe she realizes when. She finds out he's leaving for New York, and she has that horrible speech again. But no. it's, it's no. so sweet, though. It is sweet. Top person, really? <laughs> yes. We really need to work on our British accents. I know. We need to be taught by the person who taught Renee Zellweger. Who also taught um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Yep. You do a very good job. You uh, person who teaches them. <laughs> Looks like you've been reading the IMDb trivia as well. I have been. Okay. I have been. Um, so when does he fall in love with her? Because he admits it first. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it at? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe whenever he has so much time to think on the plane ride to New York. (laughs) Because obviously he goes to New York City and then comes back for her. So that's when he physically realizes. It cracked me up how they have him land in New York. And then to make it look like New York, they put a taxi cab driver with a New York Mets hat on. I didn't even see that. I was like, they're they're not fucking New York right now. They just put a baseball hat on a guy. Made him act like it was New yep. York. Yep. Um, but I thought it was. I thought. I thought Mark feels sorry for her at the launch. At the launch, he feels sorry for her at the launch. But I also think, or at the wedding, or at the wedding. I'm wedding. talking about the launch. You were talking about the launch. Okay. I'm talking about the launch because he obviously oh, goes to talk yes. to her before Daniel gets involved, and he was disappointed. He was disappointed, but he makes that joke about the paddling pool. I don't know that he would have made that joke if he didn't like her already. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know how that shift was made. Like, the fact that she dealt so gracefully with overhearing him talk with his mother, like, I, I don't know. Or maybe it was regret that he acted like such a dick. Yeah, and that he wanted to make it up to her. So I, I do feel like there was some... Like? I forget what I was going <laughs> to say. There was some like there? Yeah, so I think there was some like. I do think that he feels more strongly towards her than she feels towards him. But no, at the end, I think they both feel very strongly towards each other. I think they do are they. Are, I think they are in love by the end of the movie. I don't think they're in love by the end of the movie. I, 
I don't, don't think they've spent enough time together to be in love. Mm. I don't know. But what time they do spend together is so quality. Is it really? I don't know. I think so. A married couple's dinner that they have like a five second fucking private conversation. What That's going to get them there? Did you see the entire dinner? Did you watch that entire dinner happen? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> what I have decided though is I do need to read Pride and Prejudice. So I can see that evolution of relationship there. I have never read Pride and Prejudice. I've only read Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> so I can't say uh, can't say if I know exactly what. Well, I read the relationship dynamic is. I read Jane Eyre Vampire Slayer, and a lot of it is the same. Okay, so it might be the same there. Okay, <laughs> because Jane Eyre is my favorite book. I didn't know that. Good to know. My favorite book. I've never read it. I would have started my tattoo sleeve already if the quote I wanted for Jane Eyre was not like three lines long. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta find a different one. So we should get matching tattoos. I thought about that. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that it later. later. <laughs> <laughs> um. So moment they fell in love. Um. We have differing opinions on that. You think they're in love by the end of the movie? I do. I do not. Okay, that's fine. I think they're in like, um, iconic scene in the movie. One, two, oh, I knew it, three, yes, the fight, I was, was reaching for the Uzo. It, it's totally the fight, which Bridget plays the minor scene. Men. hallelujah. We'll do a little guy. Okay. No, you gotta, you, you, we made a commitment to our listeners. All right, that's fine. We gotta do the full. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, paper cut. It burns so bad. Put that in here. It burns so bad. It burns so bad. Wait, what, oh. What, what oh. Oh. You gave me so much. I spilled. It was, it was payback for you pouring fucking booze at my paper cut, you bitch. Oh. I spilled so much. It doesn't get better. (laughs) Your notebook is fucking destroyed. At least we're towards the end. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I completely agree. I still haven't taken my shot. I wrote an entire page just on the fight. Really? What did you have to say? Take a shot and then you can tell me. I say the fight because all of the main characters are there. Mark, Daniel, the friends are are all there. I wrote... <laughs> Sorry. It's really strong. I just... Yeah, it is. I just... I love the fight. I wrote that it's the best fucking part of the movie. Uh, I laughed continuously through the entire thing. Oh, yes. I wrote that Mark is, like, the person who got all of the good punches in. And then I love that Mark's constantly apologizing in the restaurant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will pay. And then he leaves without fucking paying. I love it whenever he smushes that guy's food and then he tries to put his hand on him and he gets food on the guy's suit jacket. (laughs) And then they have that cake. They bring it down. They all sing happy birthday and pause. Oh my God. It's a beautiful cake. Oh, uh, yeah. Did they ruin the cake? Oh, yeah. They, they ruined, ruined the, the cake. cake. Yeah, they ruined the cake. Um, and then they, I, I'm, at the beginning, 
when Mark was like, all right, you, me, outside. And Daniel's like, should I bring my dueling pistols or my sword? Yeah, I really liked that, too. That's great. And then, um, yeah, let's... Oh, the first thing that Daniel says after the fight to Bridget, I meant to say this earlier, but I just saw it here. He says to her, he smiles, and he says, let's go back upstairs. Didn't, do you remember that? I do remember that, and it's disgusting. Yes! I didn't think about it, but it is disgusting. So disgusting. He's such an ass. But I still kind of like him. I no. do kind of like him. Why? I don't know. I don't know. He's gross. He is gross. You don't know where he's been. You don't. But he goes down in the bush. All right? <laughs> That's all we know about him. He goes down in the bush. And if you don't know what that means, you need to go back and listen to Bridget Jones's baby. Oh, really quick, I want to say. Wait, 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 wait. So we got our kind of scene. It's the fight. We're not taking another shot, though. We're not taking another shot. Because we already said it. We already said it. Um, moving to final thoughts. Go. Okay. Thank you. You're In the credits, did you notice? I don't know if this was an actual bottle of wine. But is Bridget Jones, as a four-year-old, chugging a bottle of wine? I didn't watch the credits. Really? Because I was reading the facts that the United Kingdom mm-hmm. had different credits, so, so I, went to the deleted, I went to the deleted scenes and I watched those credits instead. What were those? They were interviews, like Daniel Cleaver and some other people, giving their thoughts on Bridget and Mark. Oh, Okay. Um, so the American credits were, uh, like, flashbacks to Bridget playing naked in his paddling pool, basically. Yeah. And Which she, is adorable. It is adorable. And he, even as a kid, was, like, uptight and, like, trying he was, to... Is he wearing a suit? Yes, he's yeah. wearing a suit. But then there's a scene where Bridget's, like, taking giant bites of a chocolate cake, and then they pan to Mark, and then they pan back to Bridget as a four-year-old, and she's drinking from this glass bottle. And I'm like, does this four-year-old have a bottle of wine? Maybe it's, like, a dog. And sometimes they just take drinks. <coughs> Squeeze me? You know, like if you set your beer on the floor, doesn't your dog take a drink of it or something? Well, yeah, but this is a child. Same thing. <laughs> well, a dog years, four-year-old dog is uh, over 21. There you go. Not in child years. <laughs> Not in child years. In my final thought of this movie... I want to pay some attention to Bridget's parents. Mm. Um, I don't think... We didn't talk at all about the storyline between uh, mom Julian. and Julian. So weird. And the dad. Um, apparently, the dad and Julian in real life had like a comedy act they did mm-hmm. together somewhere. Um, pardon me. <laughs> we can edit that. Edit that fucking thing out. Um... <laughs> So, I I do want to pay some attention to that because it was a very strong storyline. The mom, who we've already determined is one of the worst, leaves the dad to go with this Julian guy. At first, I thought he was gay. I thought he was gay as well. Um, He's very tan, again, with the tan people. Apparently, Mm. in this movie, tan people are bad. I think that was an early 2000s fad, too. It's a lesson to everyone, don't tan. Please don't tan. Please don't tan. Avoid skin cancer. Um, but my final thought has to do with the comment 
Be careful, you ham-fisted cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that he said oh to someone who's filing his nails because Julian is on the Home Shopping Network. Oh and he does. My God. He says, be careful, you ham-fisted he cunt. And I laughed so hard. But then I also thought, oh. because in that same conversation... Pamela, Gemma Jones, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Madame Pomfrey and Harry Potter. If you're not a, a Potterhead, you're a loser. I just double-fingered the computer. The, non, the non-Potterheads. The um, She sleeps with this guy because she talks about how the sex is surprising. And I was curious to know what was surprising the one night. Yeah, me too. Um, I wanted to know, but I was disgusted. And Jim Broadpet. Broadbent, aka Professor. You're <laughs> wasting. Did fucking three shots of of Uzo. Whoopa! <laughs> of course I'm wasted. Um, uh, aka Professor Slughorn just accepts her back in the fold, calls her a daft cow, which is part of the reason why she left him. And yeah. they're together again. I thought it was weird how fast that was resolved. But I also thought <laughs> that. It was weird how she says that she feels left out by Bridget and the dad when Bridget and the dad always felt left out. Yeah, by at, her. By her and at the family gatherings. So, I, that's my final thought. I really hated how she called Bridget on her birthday to complain about her relationship. Mm. That really bothered me. She is a very selfish person. She is. That. I'm I'm happy to say that she ended well in Bridget Jones' baby. Mm-hmm. She I, did. Yeah, you're right. I did not watch um, Bridget Jones' The Edge of Reason. I remember not liking that one. I That's number two. I think I watched it once, maybe Same. twice. Um, I don't remember a lot, so I don't remember the role she played. But she does play a positive role in the third Bridget Jones, so that was nice to see. In this first one, she's one of the worst. She is. Yeah. So, that's my final thought. Do <laughs> we have? Do they stay together? We're cheating. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> they stay together. Oh wait, we don't have to take a shot. But I meant to mention this early. The fact- uh, don't, don't mention it because we said we were going to take a shot every time it was mentioned, and I will lose. It was improvised. I didn't say the words. I just said it was improvised. The iconic scene was improvised. Yes, it was. Because that's how two grown men would fight. I agree. Um, I've never seen two grown men fight, have you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was mostly tackling and squirming around on the floor. Okay. I... I'll have to hear more about this later. It was just... I think it was in a bar. Um, I would absolutely watch this again i could watch this again once a month for the rest of my life and be perfectly happy me too there is just something about this movie i don't know if it's because it's based on such a great book that i've never read i've never read it either i i don't i don't know but there's something about it that just is it nostalgia maybe is it that we watched all the time like before maybe Cause that, like in the good old days, in the salad days, maybe. I, I could just watch this The forever. what days? 
It's a whole saying. My husband introduced the salad, S-A-L-A-D, the salad days. It like means to eat good, a salad? Yes, it means the good old days. I, I hate salads. Uh, what is wrong with you, charcuterie bitch? <laughs> salads are fantastic. They come in so many different sizes, shapes, and forms. From now on, if you need to insult me, you call me the charcuterie bitch. <laughs> We gotta have this talk somewhere else. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing. Yeah. Um, I I could just watch it over and over again. I could too. Um. Uh, this is probably the first. No, I lied. I was gonna say this is the first movie on the list that we've done where I could watch over and over again. But I could also watch Crazy Stupid Love over and over again. But I think I like this movie best of all the ones that we've reviewed so far. Oh, I completely. 100% agree with this. Close call with me and you and everyone we know, though. Oh, right? shut the fuck up. That movie sucked fucking balls. I'm gonna walk around with, like, socks on my ears for you later. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh so hard, and I hope you do. I hope you do. Um, so the next movie we have, which I've never seen... Oh, neither have I. All the way through. Um, it's another Hugh Grant movie. But I've always wanted to watch this. Um, it's Notting Hill. Yeah. Notting Hill. I was very surprised that it was on that. Oh, gotta finish her drinks. Rom-com queen, Julia Roberts, and I yeah. will call her the fucking rom-com queen. Is Pretty Woman on this list? I don't know. It's 50 movies. I can't even count to five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you want me to remember every movie? Uh, chug your drink and we'll figure it out. I feel like Pretty Woman should be on this, but okay, tell me more why, why did you grab that out of my hands? Tell because me. Because I'm not drinking. Because, tell me why you think Julia Roberts is the rom-com queen. Um, Pretty Woman is the most iconic romantic comedy. I'm sorry, I'm just having a hard time thinking. It's the most <laughs> iconic, um, rom romantic comedy out there that's it is interesting it is and she's done she's done a lot of them um not to say that she hasn't conquered other genres but i do really think she is the i don't think it's on here i don't remember seeing it i don't think none of her rom-com well none of her other rom-coms around here no they're not um there's a lot that i'm excited about though Mm -hmm. and some that i'm not excited about Mm -hmm. um i just so, Notting Hill. Okay. Notting Hill's next. Notting Hill's next. I, I can't wait to get to some of these older movies that are on the list. I can't wait for you to watch all of the Audrey Hepburn ones that I love that I you've never seen. I can't wait to see what happened one night. I'm so excited. All right. All right, rom-comers. We will see you next time. We hope you enjoyed. And cheers. Cheers.